Look how the stars turn on Look how the stars turn on Welcome to a special edition of the Press Box this week, live from Lillian on um, game day. So, obviously me and Jim are sitting here now, um, relaxing ourselves in the hotel. Uh, wanted to kind of go through a, a few things. I know uh, James was down at the press conference yesterday, uh, so we got chatting to the likes of Stephen O'Donnell. You know, we talked to a few fans as well last night. Um, so the big game day ahead. Um, I suppose. What are, What are your thoughts? Gonna first of all, what I know is anyway. I know the heat was going to play a massive factor today. Yeah, look, it's um, it's really really warm. It was down the stadium yesterday. There is a bit of a breeze down there, but it's um, not something I'd like to play in. To be honest with you, um, it's going to be very very hot. Um, we're probably expecting around about thirty one degrees at kick off, and that's going to have an impact on the game. Needless to say, like I think. Um, you know, I, I, I go back to Larnaca, it was probably the nearest thing I've experienced to it, and even obviously there's some survivors from that side, but um, basically the heat beat Dundalk that day. Um, now, I don't think Bruno's Magpies are on the level of a Larnaca, say, but it's definitely a bit of a leveller um, in terms of, you know, they'll be more acclimatised to it, used to playing in it, and, and we've even seen, um, I know the Dundalk team got in on Tuesday and were able to catch a bit of Lincoln Redim's game against Carabag, so... Um, they've seen it in action and, and just for the record I suppose Lincoln Redham sort of leading that game at half time and um, only one uh, Carabag only won with the last kick of the game so it could be one of those nights where look you, you need to be patient um, I don't even envy the fans going because um, I think it was up at the stadium yesterday and I think where I am there's a bit of cover so you'll be slightly in the shade whereas I think you guys will all be out in it so uh Hopefully, people have plenty of water, plenty of sun cream, hats, all that on board. But um, yeah, I think that the conditions are going to play a factor. I can't imagine it being a high-paced game. Um, I know myself. We we played a bit of golf when we got in on on Tuesday, and I I was struggling around the course just from a you know felt light-headed and stuff. So it, it's 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 tough in this heat. Um, but uh, look, they have to get on with it, and personally feel. Maybe a draw could be a good result tonight. Yeah, I think it's a it's going to be a class um, class day. I think you know we were out uh, last night and the night before, kind of chatting to a few of the uh, guys and girls that have kind of come over and stuff. So it's great for the for the club. You know, it definitely is showing. Um, I suppose the passion that you know, the club have for, with their fans. The European stuff is it's where kind of relationships are built. I know we were chatting to. Lots of people, um, you know, about the podcast stuff that we, we definitely wouldn't have um, really faced, even if I suppose you're in the press box and Oreo, but if I go in with one of the lads or something, you're not really chatting to that many people and stuff. So it was nice to kind of uh, chat to a few different people in, in that sense. But I, I think from chatting to everybody, um, and we're going to come on, uh, Michael Shine actually did a few minutes uh, last night anyway, just uh, on his thoughts. But I think everybody that we were chatting to was literally saying like we'd take a, a nil all a score draw anything I think the goal here is not to lose and then I think you know if we can take it back to Oreo with fitness levels and stuff in theory 
you know, let's just get through the round. But I think today is key, as you referenced with the heat, just don't lose today. But uh, I, I, I think a, a draw and I'm out of there. No bother. Yeah, look, I, I, I agree. Look, you, you can't get greedy either. I think this is, I think I was talking to someone last night. Um, look, we would have liked to have done more maybe live elements of this with, with support. We did speak to, obviously, as you mentioned, Michael Shine and Port McGowan as well. It was just difficult with the, the general noise in the area that there's a howling wind around here, which is look, appreciated from a heat point of view, but it, it's not great for audio, as you'll probably hear. We'll have Stephen O'Donnell coming up shortly as well, just on his thoughts on the game. But um, yeah, look, it's it's the dock. I think it's game 91 tonight in Europe, which is you know proud history. We've been spoiled to be on so many of these trips. Um, but we've only won nine times away from home in 44 away matches. So, you know, it's it's difficult, you know, to win away from home in Europe at any level. And, like, you know, two of those away wins were on penalties against Riga in 2019 and Sheriff the following year. Um, so, look, I don't think these are a, cr- a team you can take lightly. Um, they beat Crusaders here last year and Crusaders were still behind in that tie with 10 minutes to go back in Northern Ireland. And, you know, got a got a leveler and then got a ninety third minute winner to put them through. But um, this is an experienced Bruno's Magpie side in that you know the ninety three European appearances amongst their squad. The dock was slightly more with one hundred and eighty, but you know when you factor in Robbie Benson isn't out here, um, John Mountney isn't out here, Keith Ward's obviously an absentee. You're talking there's over sixty games in Europe in terms of experience missing for you from your from your from your side. So. Um, I suppose look, I may as well. People probably don't know a lot about them. Um, one of the things Stephen O'Donnell has said it's it's been hard to get sort of information on them and how to set up and that. And one of the reasons for that is that um, they have a new coach in charge in Alfonso Cartillo. He's come in from um, I suppose he had a brief spell in charge of the club in twenty nineteen, which was only for five matches. Uh, but Nathan Rooney, who would have guided them to the Rock Cup, which I suppose was their their biggest win as a club to date. He departed at the end of last season um, and amongst those changes that naturally happen when a coach comes in, they made 10 new signings, although two of them, Luke Batista and Scott Ballantyne, who actually made his Gibraltar debut against Ireland last month, they've just signed permanently. But like they're a very experienced side, so just to mention some of the players I'd be keeping an eye out for. Um, Francisco Zuniga is their captain, he's a 32-year-old Mexican and um, he made 21 appearances last season and scored twice and he's probably their, one of their more experienced players they've also brought in Joseph Cipollina who has 54 caps for Gibraltar um, and also has played 23 times in Europe scoring four goals and he was part of that sort of um, memorable Lincoln Red side that famously beat Celtic over here 1-0 in July 2016 so uh, you know they're bringing in players of you know with vast experience like him um, some of their main threats I suppose Dan Bent is probably more um, he's an English born defensive midfielder but has a habit in getting big goals for them he, he scored a goal in the Rock Cup final which subsequently they won on penalties and the opener against Crusaders last July uh, Jamie Coombs is uh, an attacking midfielder with 28 caps for Gibraltar he had 3 goals and 9 assists last season and 24 appearances Kyle Casquiero, he's another uh, Gibraltar international, 26 caps for them. He got seven goals and six assists in 23 last season. And then you go into the forward line, you've like, 
Jack Storr, who's another Englishman. He's played in, in the Championship for Birmingham City. He's played for Partick Thistle um, in Scotland, although not at the same time as our new signing, Darren Brownlee. Uh, he got 6-11 and 11 for them last season. Um, their, their top scorer last year was an Argentine called Pai Pereira. He's just literally turned 36 11 days ago, but he got 12-18 and 18 last season and again scored against uh, Crusaders last July. So they've a lot of sort of experience there, and then they've added well to it. And I think you know they brought in uh, the likes of Anthony Hernandez, and uh, who twenty eight caps for Gibraltar again, uh, played fifteen times in Europe, and again he he joined from Europe FC where he got seven goals and five assists in twenty two appearances last year. Uh, they brought in two former Spanish underage internationals, Carlos Garcia, who was on the books of Real Betis at one stage and even made a, a La Liga appearance for them in May 2013. And Juan Ye Harvez, who um, was at Sevilla as a kid, uh, another new signing is someone who played in the League of Ireland, Liam Nash, who is ex-Cork. He, he was there briefly at the start of 2019 and was an unused sub in um, you know, a game in Oriel that the Dock won 1-0 with Michael Duffy getting the winning goal. Um, but yeah, look, as I say, going through them, they're a difficult side, and I think that's what Stephen O'Donnell is expecting. So let's hear what he has to say now. Um, just landed here in Victoria Stadium and having a look around. What's your first impressions? Yeah, well, I, I we actually got to, got to go to the game yesterday, the Red Imps against um, Carabag. So was here yesterday. So pitch, big pitch, obviously very, very, very hot conditions. Um, so like not too diff, similar to what we expected. We obviously knew it was an astro. I think the ball will hold up a little bit, but there's a cover, good covering of artificial grass on it, so we get a better feel for for how it plays now over the next hour in the training session. How big a factor do you think that heat will play in the game tomorrow? Yeah, obviously a massive factor. I don't know what we are exactly. We're mid thirties now. Um, I think it's promised to be pretty much similar tomorrow. So it's going to have a big factor. I envisage the game being quite slow in tempo. Because it's nigh on impossible for a game to to be a hundred mile an hour in the heat, so we need to pick and choose our moments, and you know know the difference of when to be patient and uh, and be be structured, and then when to quicken the game up. So that's the challenge that we're going to face, and likewise, Magpies are going to have that. So, but we're looking forward to it. Look, this why we worked so hard and had such a, a great season last season was to be a July time uh, to be playing in Europe. So we're really looking forward to it now. Are you expecting Magpies to take uh, a patient approach to the game tomorrow as well, or the fact that they're more acclimatised will it give them a bit yeah, of a Yeah, very hard to know. Yeah. You know, we only have one game to go off with the new coach, a lot of new players against Preston, and they made a lot of changes at half time, but they were very competitive in the game as nil nil, and they they had chances as well. So, um, very hard to know what to expect. But we just when you're like that and you're unsure of a starting team or the way they're going to go about it, new coach, new signings, really you have to hone in on what you're looking to achieve in and out of possession. As regards personnel for tomorrow, any team news? I, I saw a bit of news that Keith Ward, it looks like his injuries more long term than expected. Yeah, Keith Ward got a bad, uh, Wardy got a bad bang, you know, in the sort of late um, going out scramble, James Talbot like landed on his, on his leg, knee which was planted and he's got, an, he's got a bad enough injury as you can see with the crutches, he'll be out for next eight to ten weeks and uh, John Martin got picked up a bit of an injury also so we'll see how we'll see how he progresses today um, so obviously not ideal uh, on top of I suppose the bodies we have missing so but we have we have um, a good group good quality group here fit and available and ready to go 
Have you encountered many Dundalk supporters yet? There are a lot of uh, planning to come out here to, uh, for the match. Yeah, we've, we've encountered a few uh, today, all right. So, But in the main, we're, we're not looking for... We haven't been out around the town because we don't want the players being been out and about in, in this heat so we, low profile today and staying in the sh- in the in the um, in the shade and just getting our legs up and because we know what a what a massive physical and athletic task it's going to be tomorrow in this heat so we need to we need to um, conserve as much energy as we can you've plenty of experience of european football of course as a player but tomorrow represents your first match as a manager at this level as well yeah exactly we've um, you know we've progressed myself and patrick and that obviously been at two different te- two different clubs we progressed one to the europe last year we weren't obviously there and that the main goal last year we, we would have thought was a, a magnificent achievement by the players and the staff um, of getting into europe this year so Really looking forward to it. I'm sure, the players, everyone's very excited, but also, you know, firmly focused on the job in hand. What's a good result for you uh, tomorrow, Stephen? You don't know, target? no, no. Uh, because we see how the game, we see what life the game takes. You know, good <laughs> results at different stages of the game. Good result could there be lots of different opinions, and for after the first 15, 20 to the midway through the game, to you know. So we treat the game on its merits, and then we come away post game and see was it the match we could have got out of the game with the performance, and uh, that's I suppose how you how you judge whether it was a good or a bad um, results. Like we played bad in two thousand and sixteen away from home, <coughs> and we lost one nil, but it was probably the best result we ever got of how the game panned out, and it gave us a chance of going into the into the second leg with a realistic chance, and obviously we got through. So. You never know until post game whether you can say that's a good result based off the performance we produced. Thanks. Steve. Thanks. I see Wardy there at the Sun Cream and stuff. Did, does someone have to manage sort of that and the, and the, and the water intake and all yeah, that today yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, very much so. The last day and a half um, of what, what we're doing with our bodies in preparation for the game. So, big, big part of it. It's an exciting time for the players too, though. I know big focus on who's not available, but for the for the lads, there's a lot. Yeah, there's not a big focus on who's not available for us. Um, you know, it's solely what players are available. It's really exciting time. It's most exciting time and the best time of the year when you play in the League of Ireland and if you're playing in Europe. So we can't wait to get going. This is all part of a training at the ground the day before the game, and we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a, it's a new challenge, I suppose. It probably you know tactically and stuff you're not a team you're not aware of, but um, I'm sure you enjoy that. Yeah, exactly, and uh, we'll get a better feel as the game goes on of what way they're approaching it. We we have an idea, but you're not fully sure. And then, obviously, moving parts during the game, and as the first leg goes on, I think both teams will get a better feel for each other. I know you've been limited in what you could see of them, but where do you think their threats are? Or what their Good team uh, against pressing very fast in the counter. Good attacking players, turnovers. Got a lot of chances, particularly in the first half, off the back of that, and we'll try and play as well. But do have a very, do have a big, big threat at the top end of the park, so we need to guard against that. But they've good technical players, and it's going to be a really tough game for us tomorrow. Some of their new signings, obviously, a couple of Gibraltar internationals, very experienced, a couple of lads who played maybe underage for Spain. I'm sure if you told it a dog fan you were signing a former Spanish underage international to be impressed by that. It, 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 they're a threat, really, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And we were, as I said, we were at the Lincoln Red Hems game. They lost the last kick of the game yesterday to Carabag here. So that in itself, and they had chances for that in itself tells you. And they went one 0 up in the first one 0 up at half time. So you know they're strong. They progressed in Europe last year. Lincoln, Mike Pice beat them in the cup final last year. So there's a we've a bit of form lines through Carabag, obviously. Obviously, watching Lincoln Red Imps last last night through the Mike Pice. So, and have all all the sort of form guides tell you it's going to be a really tough game. 
Darren Brownlee, I believe, is it with the squad but won't feature, is that right? Yeah, he's with the squad, but he's obviously he's finished the season June the 4th, so we need to build his base back up. He's not been involved in football sessions over the last month or so, so it's about getting good work into him now. Does Wardy's injury change or anything? I know you're focused mainly on tonight, but does that you know, does that change your priority in terms of trying to bring players in? Uh, not really, because we, you know, we know, we know we need to strengthen. It's just a case of whether we can or not. Yeah. You know, so we know the, the the parameters of what we'd like, what we'd like to do, what we need into this busy period. It's just a question of what we're able to do. To be quite honest, but obviously, Wardy, you know, he had such an impact the week before. He's carrying a little bit of a groin still off the back of Rovers. That's why he came on so late on against Bowes. I didn't really want to use him. Then we went three-two down. And just because of the numbers of what we have needed to, and then sort of Murphy's law that he goes and within five minutes and nothing got to do with his groin, injures his knee, so it's just very frustrating. But the most frustrating for him, you know, this time of year. But I thought it was important that he came anyway. He was booked to come, and he was just such a he's such a big presence and influence around the place. He'll never outwardly show his disappointments. Um, so he's still going to have a massive sort of presence yeah, around the place. He's a good man in the group. I'm brilliant, sure. yeah. brilliant, yeah. brilliant. He'll give a little tidbits and a little bit of advice and his experience here and there to the more inexperienced lads. Just finally, Adrian did touch on the, the fans over there, but I think there's around about two fifty-three. That's a huge away game in a small stadium. They'll be important to get behind you. Yeah, definitely. Going off yesterday's game here, I'd say it'll be fifty-fifty split with the home crowd and the away crowd. And that's obviously very very rare when you're playing away from home in Europe so again don't never underestimate a little bit of impetus and give a clear physically when in these tough conditions when there's such encouragement from the supporters it really gives them an extra an extra edge so um, looking forward to seeing familiar faces here and familiar voices getting right behind the team tomorrow thanks well, that was Hello, Stevie O'Donnell's thoughts. Um, we also were uh, out and about last night and we got chatting to um, Paul McGowan, former chairman of the club, and Michael Shine, a big fan who was out as well supporting. So, firstly, we'll just hear what Michael had to say. Michael Shine, long time the dog supporter. You're in Gibraltar. It's wonderful to be back in Europe, isn't it? Absolutely, James. Um, and I have an unbeaten record in Europe too. This is my third uh, trip. Uh, my first one was a three-all draw against uh, Gravenmacher uh, in 2010, I think, under Ian Foster. And we also did uh, 2018 in uh, Tallinn when we won 1-0. So hopefully we get a good result tomorrow, but the heat's going to be a massive factor. Yeah, how, how hard do you think that's going to be Like in terms of... It's, it's tough, even now we're standing here and I think it's midnight but uh, it's still quite warm isn't it? Look, like, it's, it's going to be a massive factor right I think a big 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 thing we have is that they're out of season we're in season we're fully professional they're part time maybe the two might meet together I'd be happy to get a draw tomorrow and take them back to Oriel I think the ultimate aim tomorrow is to keep the tie alive I don't think it's going to be easy regardless of they're in season or whatever I think we should be looking to progress. Tomorrow is not going to be easy. It's going to be a huge factor. Yeah. You, you were talking to me earlier uh, about your programme collection and you've got a few things framed and that. Have you a favourite European memory? 
know you say it took your third European trip away, but you've obviously been following the club a long time and, and, and it's such a, a glorious European history. Is there a moment that stands out for you that, you know, that's one of my favourite memories of Gordon and all? There's actually like a few, James, I would say. Uh, very, very young at the time, but in 1979, we drew with Celtic, nil all. I was living at the time, like in the Hard Esmond. I think we had people staying in the house from Glasgow. It was an amazing time. Uh, we nearly got to the quarter-final. It was a huge, huge time. But I think everyone will probably point back to Bate, 2016. Rovers, ground. Wonderful, wonderful to win that in Tala. Uh, it's just, it was just fantastic, right? It was just, uh, to get into that stage, it was just, we knew then that we were going to the group stages. I don't think anything will ever cap Bate. These trips, obviously, uh, not everyone can do them, but they're, 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 they're brilliant for, for the likes of this, meeting up with fellow fans and, and socialising and having a crack and, and reminiscing about the likes of day, days like that. Um, they really are special, aren't they? These Look, I mean, it's great, you know, I just made Adrian Taff earlier. Adrian knew me by name, but he didn't know me by face. I'm standing next to Greg Colgan here to my left, and I'm obviously facing you, James, but yeah, look, it's great, it's, and this is what it's all about, right? Uh, and the guys are working with Bulls fans and Rovers fans, and you're all jealous, right? This is where you want to be. You want to go to Europe, you want to you enjoy games, you want to meet people, and you want to go beers and enjoy the football. It's, look, it's, it's just, it's the best. It's, it's better than a FI Cup final. Have you a prediction for tomorrow? I know it's going to be tough, but... Um, if it wasn't so hot, I would be thinking that Dundalk should be winning the game. I think uh, tomorrow, Dundalk should not be losing this game and take the game back to Oriel and get through into round two. Brilliant. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. Now, as I said, uh, we have a few minutes also with uh, Paul McGowan, who used to be the chairman of the club. So, again, over supporting uh, here in Gibraltar, but this was his thoughts. Mark McGowan, the Dock FC ambassador. You've been with Bruno's Magpies uh, officials tonight. Uh, lovely people. Lovely people. Very, very down to earth people. Uh, like we said, you know, it's our it's our 91st game ever in Europe tomorrow. Uh, we were saying to them how ironic it is that it's their second and they've played two Irish teams, Crusaders and the Dock, 50 miles apart, uh, two years in a row. But uh, couldn't come across more nicer, more respectful people. Uh, so proud of their club, etc. And uh, I suppose that's what European football brings, James. It's, it's just, it's a fantastic occasion, really is, you know. I see you up and down the country most weeks. I see you, obviously, in, in trips like this. Yeah. We, we, we really missed it last year, didn't we? It makes it wonderful to be back. Yeah, yeah, it is fantastic to be back. I mean, these European nights away, I mean, we're here at the Liffey Bar in La Libia tonight. There's probably 100 Dundalk fans here. It's a great, it's a great sense of occasion. And I, I think uh, I did a piece of the programme this week about Dundalk and Europe. And I mean, I think as a club, we really love Europe. Uh, Europe's been very good to us. I think we enjoy these occasions so much from a fan point of view because I think you've said this on the podcast before you see people at European matches that you don't see from yeah. one end of the year to the other. So it's a great occasion. It's, it's, a, great, it's, a, great, it's a great mixer. Yeah. And in that regard, for you and, and your father in a couple of years now, yeah. What should be your favourite trip? And, and, and sometimes the uh, result can dictate that, sometimes less so. But have you a favourite, or maybe there's multiple? But just um, uh, there's probably multiple. Um, 
Yeah, I unfortunately I probably uh, I'm sure I missed out on the best one, which is Alkmaar. Uh, my daughter, just my daughter's Debs that night. My my daughter didn't care whether it was there or not, but my wife had a big say in it. Um, yeah, uh, hard to know which the fav- favorite one was. You put me on the spot there now, James. Uh, uh, the most sociable one was the trip to Luxembourg in 2014 against Junaid. They really looked after us really, really well. Uh, from a football point of view, uh, Rosenberg stands out in our mind because I think we really came close that night. Really came like after extra time, we got to take a major, major scalp and gone on to play Celtic. So that's what we're going to In terms of the conditions, I, I don't know if you were larding, but it's probably the nearest yeah. thing for me that, yeah. that, that, that brings about what. What's your prediction? I don't want to put you on the spot, but like, what's a good result for us tomorrow? Just be in the tie, go back, second leg? Yeah, I mean, I said it to you before we started doing this. I think nil all wouldn't be a disaster. James, yeah. bring them back. Uh, nil all are better. I think it's a great result for us tomorrow. Uh, Europe, no matter who you're playing against, it's a t- it's always tough. Uh, so to get any kind of result in Europe, bring it is a good. So, yeah, I, I take nil all. If we win, it's an even better. You know, stay in the Thanks very much. Right, well, before we do wrap up, we uh, we do plan to uh, give away, as we said, in uh, partnership with uh, PlayerFit. We do have, uh, it's the, definitely the wrong time of the year because it's a huge jacket and a uh, mid-layer, so I don't think I've seen anybody else in anything but shorts and t-shirt here. But again, we uh, we want to give that away for uh, people. So just keep an eye on the social media pages today and I'll be kind of around the game and stuff talking to uh, a few different people about things. Uh, today, so I think before we go, we will leave you on a prediction. I'll say a one-all draw, which I will be delighted to get out of here and get to Oriel Park. But uh, you're going to have to give your your final final prediction. But yeah, look, I, I'm going to be positive. Um, I think look, sometimes when you come over here, you're, the, the focus is well, from a fan's perspective, focus nearly on I suppose who's not available. And we obviously spoke about um, Keith Ward missing and stuff like that. I think we'll get a positive result. I think. Um, I'll go two one maybe, um. But look, if it is one all, I think once we're in the tie, come back to Oriel, I'd be confident we could get the job done. Um, but look, the the, the conditions are going to be a real test today, and it needs calm heads and experienced heads. And um, I think it, the the likes of Hoban, I don't know if Andy Boyle is going to be available. He's obviously missed a, f- a few games, but players like that are going to be really important because for a lot of the the newer group, it's it's there's a lot of European debuts tonight, so um. Yeah, it's just been clever in the conditions because you know you, you can you can burn yourself out very quickly in these. But I think having the the big support there would be a massive help as well, and hopefully it'll get behind everyone. And listen, it's been a great trip so far, and uh, hopefully we're celebrating come mm-hmm. see me. Right, well, that is us from uh, the press box live in Gibraltar in our hotel room. Um, but again, we actually want to thank uh, the likes of uh, Paddy in the unit uh, for becoming our main sponsor for the year and also the likes of uh, Fife, some player fit and Malone and Co as well um, we'll be chatting to you next week and we'll have a few kind of different pieces as well but uh, as I said hopefully we get a good result and we'll chat to you next week Look out of